Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Karen Cespedes about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion at Walt Disney World and her reception at California Grill. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how Karen planned the event and how everything turned out. So welcome, Karen. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, I'm super happy to be here. Thank you. Well, I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Disney. Alvaro and I are super Disney fans, but we never even thought about a Disney wedding. All of our family is here in Miami, or my family, half of them, are in Colombia. So we always just thought that we would do something here at home or in Colombia. But he proposed in Epcot at New Year's. And when we actually started to do the research about locations and pricings, it was just so expensive here locally at home. And we were just thinking about options that we would both love. I also knew that if we were going to have it in Colombia, it would have been my big old Colombia family wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And he would have had nothing to do with it. So, um, So what we decided to do, you know, I was just really thinking about what is it that we both love, and that was Disney. So we came together and decided, and I just started Googling and found your podcast, and the rest is history. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. Now, how did you guys decide on a Wishes Collection event? Was it sheerly based on guest numbers? Yeah, so I listened to a podcast, and I was just kind of deciphering. It was never going to be memories. You know, we have a huge family. And they, they mean so much to us. And we really, we've also been together for 10 years. So for everybody to cut them out of that, it would have been blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then escapes could have been an option, but we wouldn't have been able to personalize it in the way that we wanted to. So that was removed and we moved on to wishes. Now, how did you decide on your ceremony and your reception venues? I started Googling and trying to find information in regards to venues and what kind of spoke to me. We're super Disney fans. We love all of the characters, especially vintage Disney. And I stumbled upon a reception at the prop shop. And I thought, oh, my God, this is perfect. This is it. This is Disney. But then when we reached out to Pam, our sales consultant, she basically told us, well, By the time that your wedding happens, that's not going to be in existence. So forget it. Mm. (laughs) So the wedding that I thought I wanted in the beginning is definitely not the wedding that we ended up with. But in a way, it was a blessing in disguise. So we just basically told her that we didn't want to do a ballroom. We wanted to just look at the venues that were most out there. So she suggested to steer away from Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom just because of the time frame where we, when we were getting married, they would be under construction. And to look at Atlantic Dance Hall, the Living Seas, and she suggested California Grill. And we had never, ever, ever been to California Grill before. So I just basically trusted her. We coordinated a site visit. And we got a tour. We went to Atlantic Dance Hall. We loved the theme. We always knew that we wanted to do a wedding that had a theme, a whole wedding weekend sort of angle to it. But while it was so beautiful and it was so special, Atlantic Dance Hall, it seemed pretty empty for the number of people that were going to come for our wedding. So we moved on past that. And then she took us to California Girl and we just walked in. 
and it was so beautiful. It was so bright, and we didn't even see the remaining venues. So we made the decision on the spot. Now, often when people use California Grill, they use one of the two smaller private rooms, the Napa Room or the Sonoma Room. How did you guys decide to use the full restaurant? Well, we knew that we were going to be about 50 or 60, so the rooms would have been a really tight fit. And because we had that high number, we would have already met the minimum requirement and the expenditure for the whole dining room, which I think that's what sold it to us. You know, just having the whole restaurant for yourself during brunch, it was amazing. It felt super special. And just the view, the view from California Grill is worth all the hassles that comes with being a California girl bride. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about those for a second. For my guests who are unfamiliar, one of the restrictions about having your event at California Grill is you don't get to do a tasting session. So Karen, were you stressed out about that, you know, not getting to try the food before you had your event? Well, definitely, because we had never even been to California Grill before. So Everybody kept telling us, and I think I messaged you about it as well. It's amazing. It's wonderful. You know, it's some of the best out there. So what we decided to do, I really, really, really tried to get a tasting coordinating, but it did not happen. Like they were not willing to budge. So what they did come back with was a suggestion. So the suggestion was that for California Grill hosts Sunday brunches. And so what they could do is we could get a reservation for the brunch and we would have the opportunity to try most of the dishes that were in the menu that we we had selected that we were looking at. So that was a good compromise. You know, it still came out of pocket. It's not complimentary, but we were able to check in, kind of share with with the staff that we had we were going to host a reception there and they really kind of took the time to take care of us and give us some special treatment and to show us the experience of eating at California Girl. So it's not a tasting. You know, we didn't get go back into the kitchen and had that amazing experience, which I think is so cool. But we try to make something work. I just had the brunch a couple of weeks ago, and oh my gosh, it's amazing. It is so delicious. Also, I love brunch. I am a brunch girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, breakfast, lunch, and and mimosa is perfect. So we went to California Girl, and really you do have a chance to try a lot of the dishes. So you get a a little bit of almost all of the menus that they have. And then if you reach out to your planner and kind of just let them know, hey, I'm going to go to this brunch. Will you let them know that I'll be there? Sometimes they could work out special dishes or special things just to make your experience a little bit. So I got to give it up to my planner and to Disney and to California Grill. They did try, but because it was important to me. I had never, ever been there before. And that's just kind of the couple that we are. We walked in and we were like, perfect, done, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, another interesting thing with California Grill is you have to use their menus, unlike every other venue at Walt Disney World, where they'll send you sample menus, but they can create pretty much anything you want. They can pull from other menus. They can recreate things that you like from the parks. They can recreate family recipes. When you were doing the menu for your event at California Grill, how flexible were they with additions and changes? They're flexible to a point. I think that was actually one of my biggest concerns. Food was a main concern for me because Alvaro is, uh, you know, he's a very picky eater. So I knew that a lot of the different choices would be something that I would love. But we have some picky eaters in our family. So I wanted to make sure that maybe we could add an action station or some scrambled eggs, something that they would be open to. So that's what we were able to do. We were able to work with California Grill and my planner knew that it was really, really important to me to have these choices available for my family. And we were able to remove some of the dishes and substitute them with some other ones as well. Like we removed, you know, there were two salads. So we decided that to remove one of the salads, I think it was a Caesar salad and add scrambled eggs to the menu and then just kind of play around with it 
we also realize that when you get that menu, it is so much food. (laughs) It's a huge amount of food. So we decided to actually remove the desserts completely because I knew that they, they weren't to the liking of my family. So instead, what we did was we removed the desserts and we added Mickey bars and ice cream sandwiches. Oh, nice. What action station did you add? We had added the roast beef station, the carving station, but it pushed up the price per person so much that I, you know, at the end, I just removed it because, uh, I mean, it was it was almost like $25 just for an action station per person. Wow. And we had about 50, 60 people. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Any other tips about restrictions or differences when you're planning at California Grill? The food is something to keep in mind. We talked about that. So keep that in mind. There are no tasting sessions, but also the decor. So when you're thinking about decor, you really have to keep an eye on California Grill. Everything basically has to go through approval. So it needs to be approved so that it could go into the space. So we had ideas about maybe even bringing in a ride into California Girls. We had talked to our planner about bringing dune buggies in, and she had looked into it, and it was something that was completely not possible just because of the space. So there are a lot of limitations, but the space is so amazing and so wonderful that in the end it turned out to be a blessing because I had planned to spend so much money on floral and Flora was probably the least, the least expenditure that I had. Interesting. Okay. How did everybody react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? They just couldn't believe it. They, we have amazing families, so they would have been happy with whatever we chose. But they just couldn't believe that we were going to get married at Disney. They were like, what? Disney? <laughs> okay, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And to tell you the truth, I know that they expected a full-out Disney, you know, birthday party. When I shared that with them, I could tell that there was this look in their eye that, what what was Karen up to? What is she planning for her wedding? So they really couldn't believe that Disney could pull out an elegant wedding. And I think that they were just wowed with the whole experience. So they still talk about it. They can't stop talking about it. They keep saying that we ruined weddings for for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That that Disney did. So they couldn't have been more happy. And they were going to follow us wherever we went. We had a 100% acceptance rate. So Yes, yes. South Florida ladies, be careful. Um, (laughs) Disney is not a a destination wedding for South Florida people. You know, it's where we go to for birthdays and special events. So everybody immediately was like, yep, we're there. Wow. And did people come over from Colombia? They didn't. You know, that's the only thing that just makes me a little bit sad. My grandparents weren't able to get their visas in time. So they couldn't make it from Colombia, but um, we did have uh, friends come from California and Washington State and New York and South Carolina. And then what we did was that we live streamed our ceremony from the wedding pavilion to Colombia. So my grandparents were still able to watch it. That's wonderful. How many guests ended up making that trip? We had about 50 adults and about 11 kids. All right. So now, did you have any kind of a theme and was it difficult incorporating it with the strong color scheme and Mary Blair-esque look of California Grill? Did we have a theme? Yes, we totally had a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we love vintage Disney, but we also love the Haunted Mansion and Nightmare Before Christmas. And, you know, we threw in some Sleeping Beauty Enchanted Garden there for good measure. So, And it all worked out with California Girl. I think with California Girl, the great thing about the the venues that we chose, and it's really from the advice from 
the disc brides and from you, you know, I was really looking out for venues that really didn't need so much decor. Right. So that is why I moved away from ballrooms because the ballrooms are beautiful and amazing, but, you know, floral costs there could go up into the thousands. And I just didn't, I didn't want to focus so much money on floral. So it all worked because we kept our decorations in California Grill very toned down. We didn't use specialty linen. We actually used the California Girl napkins. And what we did was um, I had this idea in the beginning with floral that we wanted Disney to create vintage rides. So basically, you know, we're sitting at California Girl. Let's bring in the Magic Kingdom rides into California Girl. So that was our whole discussion and our planning session. And that is definitely one tip that I would give girls who want to spend money and who are going to spend money in floral. Ask for a mock-up, you know, ask them to show you what possibilities of what it could look like. Because when we received some pictures and some ideas, we knew that they weren't really meshing. So mm -hmm. we decided to just focus on what Disney did best. They do beautiful floral. So we focused on providing them with a price. So we talked to them about, you know, we only want to spend this certain amount per centerpiece. What can you guys do for us? So that's the way that it worked out. And I was really, really happy. So then we took that on and it was up to my husband and I. He's an illustrator. So we brought in Magic Kingdom and still the vision that we had into California Girl by the table cards and the seating charts and some of the other items that we brought in. That's interesting. And so did you say that you went and actually got to see a mock-up that Disney Floral had made of a centerpiece for you? Not of mine, not specifically of mine. But nice. what I did ask her was to just give me certain ideas and send me pictures of previous um, arrangements that they had done that kind of matched the idea that we had discussed because they hadn't really done anything like that. Mm. So when I was getting the, the images and some of the different items, it just didn't fit. I just didn't feel comfortable. And I didn't want to take the risk of putting down so much money on our centerpiece and not being happy with it. Right. So can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? So it started very early. <laughs> <laughs> We, st we had a 10 a.m. ceremony, so by 3.30, Jackie from Fairy Tale Hair and Makeup showed up at my room, and my sisters were there, and my maid of honor was there, and she literally started getting everybody ready. It officially became real at 6 o'clock <laughs> when David <laughs> from Trinity knocked on our door and in a way, I was just so happy and in the moment that I wasn't even expecting him, I guess. But when he showed up, I was like, oh, no, that, I'm getting married. Oh, hurry up. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that came Nate and Jency, our amazing photographers. And then that's it. It just started. Uh, the hurricane started. 7.30, I was getting into my dress. 8 o'clock, I was already downstairs taking pictures. We took pictures at the Grand Floridian where I was staying. We had our first look, which was so amazing. And I highly recommend everybody to do that. We really wanted to enjoy our reception. So we took all our pictures with our family and did our first look there. We headed over to the wedding pavilion at around 9.30. Ceremony started at 10, over by 10.45. We had our exit, our pedal exit, which was amazing. And some of the best pictures that I just love so much came from that, from that special moment. And then we got in the car and headed off to the reception. And we were able to enjoy our pre-reception. We got there like around 11.15. Everything kept going. Our planner and the DJ and the staff at California Grill really just made everything flow so seamlessly. And I can say that we enjoyed every, every second of our reception. And 
you know, having the DJ there was such a wonderful investment because DJ Charles Mills just made sure that everything flowed. You know, we had been thinking about having an iPod or coordinating something else. And I just think that I would have been so stressed. So I consider him some of the best money that we spent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mickey came. Mickey was a surprise at around 2.30. And then we finish. We finish at around 3.30, parties over. And that was our day. Now, did you guys add a dessert party as a rehearsal dinner? We did. We had it as a welcome party. So we had so many different um, friends and family members coming in that hadn't really met each other. So it was a merging of the families coming together. So we decided to just kind of switch things around. So we hosted it as a welcome party at Epcot. It originally started at Italy Isola West, but about three or four days before the event, you know, I got a call from my planner saying they booked a reception next to you, so it won't be so private anymore. But we do have a backup, Terrace de Fleurs. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, Italy Isola was where Alvaro proposed. I really want it there. So after doing some research and getting some feedback from amazing brides and from you I decided to go with it and it turned out to be so so amazing because it was the most private space the planters that they have are so elegant and in a way it's such a great way to save money (laughs) because they the place feels decorated because of the beautiful planters and just all of the little you know areas that is within the space and then also it helped with one of the concerns that I had because we had Soren as a ride mix-in but the walk from Italy Isola to Soren is pretty far right so it just worked out so well and I'm so happy that we did that now another thing you did which I always recommend is you told them that you had a certain price point in mind for your dessert party menu and kind of let them come up with something. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how that worked? You know, our planner sent us a number of menus and they were just so I felt a little bit over the top. There were just so many food items and I really didn't want to just to to have so many different options and also because we had a larger number of people attending both the wedding and the welcome party we wanted to try to save money at least somewhere (laughs) (laughs) so I just told her I was like listen you know we really want to stay in this price range we want to do about $25 per person what can the the chefs create one thing that I did need to have was we went to the villains party at Hollywood Studios and they had these amazing red wine cheesecake pop-ups. They were so, so, so good. I must have eaten like 20 (laughs) (laughs) at the villains party. And I was like, I know my family and friends are going to love it. And then also I was just really thinking about, okay, what is going to stand out? Even the way that they display them, they display them in a little push-up. It's kind of like a syringe you know they <laughs> fill the the cookie brownie cheesecake bottom and then they fill it with the cheesecake and then the the red wine sauce and it's all there and it's just fun it's interactive and I really needed for that to be a part of it because it's Disney you know it's it's an item that is special and it's and first of all I loved and I could probably eat a million of them so there you go <laughs> <laughs> But, but I do think that that is something to always keep in mind when you're working with your planner and with Disney. You know, just ask. Ask, and I think it's a, be, a, a good best practice to just give them a price and see what they could create for you. I had gone in with the idea that I wanted, you know, La Cellier, cheddar cheese shooters. But, yeah, guess what? That took my price to over $50 a person. So, no. so what other things did you get for your price we had the red wine uh, cheesecake push-ups we also had pulled barbecue chicken sandwiches and it came with all the fixings so it was a little station that they could 
create their own sandwiches. We also had um, chocolate Mickey waffles with whipped cream and berries and um, and that's it, you know, and coffees and teas. And we added a full beer and wine bar. And then also we requested specialty drinks from around the world. So that special grapefruit beer from Germany, they had it there. And then we also created a specialty drink. And again, it was another drink from the Billings um, party that we just renamed. So we had that. We also had a few bottles of Rasa Regal, and I actually put a note saying that after three bottles, please contact the bride <laughs> for approval. So we did. We, we it was a great, great time. But I got to tell you, people drink people drank way more at our dessert party than at our reception. Interesting. So. Because it was in the evening, maybe? Yeah, totally. You know, they were feeling really comfortable. And even though it was an hour and a half, yeah, we paid more for our bar during our dessert party than during our reception. Wow. So think about that, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so you spoke earlier about how floral and decor were not very important to you. What were the aspects that were important to you where you focused your time and your budget? The guest experience, I think that was really important to us. So we just kind of wanted to do the things that we loved because we knew that our guests were going to love them too. So we just wanted to show them, you know, why did Karen and Alvaro choose Dizzy to get married? And why is this weekend happening? Well, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the ways that we did that was adding a Soren Ride Mixin to our dessert party. And I just thought that was such an amazing thing. And just thinking about the things that really you could only do at Disney. So adding that right mix in was such a, a treat. You know, people talk about it and the welcome party really just became what we wanted to become. Everybody was just having fun. They got to meet each other. So people from different coasts got to finally meet each other after hearing hearing about each other for so long so in a way our family came together with the dessert party and then Soren and and it was just a great thing that everybody just remembers so guest experience guest experience with the, the fun Disney touches that we could add to it that was really important to us and for those of my listeners who are not familiar with a ride mix-in, this is a concept where if you're having an event in a park, you can add a ride on one of the rides that's in the park at the end of its operating day. And you guys, your party gets escorted directly to the front of the line. So it only works at the end of the day. Like at Epcot, it works perfectly because Illuminations closes the park. And then afterward, you go straight to the ride. And you guys don't have to wait. You get right on it. So, And that only costs $15 per person who doesn't have park admission. So if your guests have annual passes, you don't have to pay the fee for them. And it's a lot of bang for your buck. Totally, totally. And it was just a really fun thing. And we had such a big group that we really just filled up that the whole ride. It was really fun. We just walked in. It was like a huge event. And then also anybody, just just a tip. So if you have attendees that have babies, they will, I guess they do the baby swap. We don't have kids, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a sort of baby swap. So for example, if they didn't get to ride the first ride, they will run the ride for you again for the whole group. So those, those people that did the baby swap could ride on as well. Wow. So we got a double. It was awesome. I'm bringing babies to my next event. That's what I'm saying. I was like, you know what? Good decision, Karen. Babies are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then were there any aspects that were less important to you where you saved money or you saved time? Transportation. I think having most of our attendees be from South Florida, they had already been to Disney before. They kind of had a feel for where is what. So we didn't focus too much on that. Also, I think we made it really easy because we kept our events on the actual wedding day 
around the whole Magic Kingdom area, right? So we had the wedding pavilion for our ceremony, and then the reception was at California Grill, which which is literally just a three-minute, five-minute drive away. So I think that was um, really, really helpful. And I forgot to mention, but I think the most important aspect of my wedding when it came to focusing my attention and budget was also the vendors you know I don't even want to call them vendors because truly they're partners <laughs> they were they were partners in an amazing day so I really thought about that and I took my time trying to figure out what style I felt comfortable with you know what what pictures did I keep coming back to and I couldn't be more happy with the the partners that we were able to have on our special day because it's like you said you know you spend more than eight hours with these people they are part of your of your memories and forever so we really took the time and my photos are one of the things that i truly 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 love the most i cannot be more happy (laughs) With the investment that I made and with the connection that I made and the video too, you know, um, of course, Nate and Jensi from The Root in regards to photography, but then David and Christina from Trinity, you know, Christina was a MacGyver. She literally helped save the day. Alvaro did not have the holes in his shirt for the cufflinks. And when she saw that, she just grabbed the scissor (laughs) and went into action. (laughs) (laughs) So having, you know, vendors and partners that have done this before and are so used to it is amazing photo, video, and are efficient. Um, that was actually one of my most favorite things that we, we had met with an efficient before and we just really didn't connect with him. And we wanted to try to find an efficient that also spoke Spanish because we were thinking about my grandparents so we reached out to Sensational Ceremonies and we were connected with Harry and, you know, personalizing our ceremony meant so much. And just the fact that my grandparents were also able to be part of it and to understand some of it was just a dream. That's great. So how did he do that? Did he read certain portions in English and then again in Spanish or...? Yeah, so what happened is that we we had him, he did an introduction in English, and then he made an introduction in Spanish, basically saying that we also have Karen's grandparents and family from Colombia attending. So that was wonderful. And then we had special readings that Alvaro's dad read in Spanish. Our culture was there, our heritage was there, and um, my grandparents were there too. That's great. So with all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I have way too many. I think it was the most perfect day. I think my most favorite memory would be looking at Alvaro at the altar of the wedding pavilion and seeing how, you know, he looked wonderful and the wedding pavilion also looked amazing too. So I was very happy about that. That was the the time that, you know, when we signed our contract, we signed it on the old style, you know, of the wedding pavilion. And then about a month and a half or maybe two months, sometime in December, we got an email saying, hey, just so you know, the wedding pavilion is going to be completely redone. But don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be done the Friday before your wedding. Oh, Okay. Sounds good. So that was also a relief, (laughs) just um, seeing that everything had worked out so well. My planner was pretty amazing and Flora was amazing because we had scheduled to have the runner and to do tons of decoration to the wedding pavilion when it was the old style. But when we went in on Saturday, um, our wedding was that Monday and the wedding pavilion had been done that Friday. So we went in Saturday and just to take a look at it and we decided that it was just so beautiful that we just removed all the decorations i took out the runner i took out the the aisle petals and then really just kept the the candelabras and that was it wow 
And I actually had another favorite memory, Billy. I'm cheating a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But if I can, well, it's really really special to me and, and to Alvo. And our favorite memory was, you know, we had... Everybody had left the reception. It was all over, and we just had that special time at the California Grill after our reception. And they were cleaning up and getting ready for dinner service, and it was just, you know, so wonderful to just have that special time together in in the restaurant after our amazing wedding. And just thinking back about it, that just um just brings a smile to my face. That's awesome. So it sounds like nothing major went wrong. Was there anything that just didn't turn out like you expected on your day? I probably wouldn't have mentioned that we had ice cream sandwiches and Mickey bars before the cake was cut. (laughs) (laughs) So um, really, that was the, I gotta say, that was like the main thing on our wedding day. You know, people heard ice cream sandwiches and Mickey bars, and they kind of forgot about the cake. (laughs) And the whole time, I'm like, no, guys, the cake is amazing. You have to eat it. So, but everything came back when I saw somebody literally take the ice cream off an ice cream sandwich and put it on top of the cake. I was like, oh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then also we did have the only thing that went wrong, and I got to say, well, we had two things that went wrong. So one major thing that went wrong was our, our invitations. You know, our invitations were a calamity. Mm. <laughs> My tip to any bride is ask for a mock-up for your invitations. You know, anybody that tells you that doesn't give you one, uh, beware. Mm. So ask for mock-ups. That's very important. And if you think you're going to start them in June, start them in April. and then the second thing was the day of our rehearsal so our rehearsal actually took place at Seabreeze Point it took place right before our welcome party and when we got to the boardwalk to park and to get to our rehearsal we just had a security guard that just wouldn't let us through you know he said that there was no parking that if we're actually not hosting a wedding or being part of a wedding that we couldn't come in, that there were too many events going on. So that was so stressful. That was the most stressful thing. And I had to call my planner and she had to get on the phone. But the great thing is that the issues happened to us and not to our party that came later on for the actual welcome party. So Yeah, so that was good. But also, that's another thing. You know, if you are hosting a party in Epcot, talk to your planner about parking and have her reconfirm and reconfirm with um, the coordinators. Because if there is a special event or, you know, if there's multiple weddings, it was a Saturday. So it could be a little complicated. And that was the only thing, really. Interesting. Okay. And now you talked a bit about, I mean, this being a huge thing that you had almost no idea what the wedding pavilion was going to look like. Was there anything else about the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? The logistics, you know, the flow of how things would go. I just, I was concerned about that. And that's why we decided to go with a DJ because I thought, well, maybe we could do it. And then after thinking about it, I just really thought, you know what? Let's get a professional to take care of it. And DJ Charles Miles, like, he was amazing. He just really handled everything. I think I would have been so stressed to even think about when the cake cutting was or the Mickey surprise was. So that turned out to be a breeze. So logistics. And then, you know, it's how everybody says, let Disney just do their thing. The planners handled everything, so I worried way too much about that. And then also I worried about floral. I worried about floral um, just because we had had so many different conversations, and I just didn't know how it was going to turn out. But it was once we both came to the agreement that we were just going to 
we had a plan and we just had to execute and that we were going to take care of bringing those Disney touches in. It was amazing. We were thinking about going with an outside vendor for my own personal floral. But then after reaching out to them and actually comparing prices, you know, the difference wouldn't have been, it would have been less than $100. Mm. And I'm so glad that we didn't do that because my bouquet turned out to be one of the most amazing, (laughs) amazing, lovely things that I've ever seen. And I guess one tip that I could say about that is just the same strategy that I've been saying throughout the podcast. It's like, give them a price and ask them what they could do mm-hmm. and give them an idea okay I love peonies but I know that they're too expensive so what can you substitute it with they came up with some great flower substitutions binoculars and even some of the carnations the car- using carnations as fillers my bouquet was amazing and I'm so happy that I just let Disney floral and my wonderful floral coordinator, I finally decided to trust her. (laughs) (laughs) And when I saw my bouquet and when I saw her the day off, I was like, I love you. Thank you so much. It's more beautiful than I could imagine. And then I guess the same goes with the cake. So with the cake, we try to, again, our theme was, you know, Haunted Mansion and Nightmare Before Christmas and Vintage Mickey. So I gave the the bakery all of these ideas and I was actually kind of scared. I didn't know how they were going to all come together because I had told them that, you know, I want a cake that looks traditional in the front, but party in the back. (laughs) (laughs) The mullet cake. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, can you guys make it happen? So I want bridal in the front and in the back, I want Nightmare Before Christmas and Haunted Mansion and make sure to add the bus for good measure, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually really, really concerned. So when I saw the cake, I was so happy. I cried a little bit because I just thought, oh, Karen, you stressed over something you shouldn't have stressed over. Everything's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So besides the stressing, is there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? You know, I love the idea of the dessert party as a welcome party, and I'm so glad that we did it. But, you know, with a brunch wedding, it ends at 3.30, you know, and you still want some, you don't want the day to end. Right. So I, I wish that maybe I would have switched things around and had the dessert party later on so that the day could continue because it was really the most perfect day. And I was just like, oh, it's over. (laughs) So I think I would have changed that. I would have done some sort of different event on Saturday, maybe, you know, one of the reviews or even uh, the luau or something different, another event just to kind of get everybody together and then finished off with the dessert party. So maybe vow renewal, maybe. (laughs) Definitely vow renewal. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney wishes brides and grooms? You know, think about just working closely and establishing relationships with a lot of the other fellow Dis brides. I really do think that if you're going to spend a lot of money on floral and centerpiece, it's a good idea to ask and pay for a mock-up. You know, I've seen some of the other girls do it, and I think that's really, really important. I would have spent a lot of money on the centerpieces, but I just didn't feel comfortable with it. So, and I, in a way, and I, I'm really happy that I didn't. So, I think that would be a really, really great thing to do if you are going to spend the money on floral. And another tip that I have is just think of different ways to do floral. So, for example, You know, we kept our wedding party small. We had about, um, I had my maid of honor, my two sisters, and my two nieces. And doing bouquets for them, well, it was averaging out to be a big chunk. So what we decided to do, instead of doing bouquets, we did hair floral. So what we did was we used corsages and kind of just flipped them and used them as hair accessories. And we did the same for all the girls. 
So um, my maid of honor and my sisters were wearing hair floral in a specific color in a sort of white. And then my two nieces, our flower girl and our ring bearer were wearing the colors that they were wearing on their dress, which was like a, a burgundy magenta. So it, they tied together and our bill went from, you know, we were averaging almost $650, $700 on just flowers for them. And it went to about 200 So I really think that is something to think about, you know, just switching floral up and just trying to think of different ways where you can inc- incorporate fresh flowers and still try to keep the cost down. That's a great tip. If you have something in your mind, ask for it. Right. <laughs> you know, I asked if they could bring in a ride. So... <laughs> <laughs> So all they can say is no, you know, and if they say no, and if you're, if you really, really love it, because I did have a lot of back and forth with California Grill in regards to the menu. So just let them know, like, you know, why not? I really, really want this. This is important to me. I would appreciate if you guys can't make this happen. If this can happen, what can you do? And they'll work with you. They want you to be happy. Be judicious about your BEO. So I had so many different calls with my planner and I was definitely following up with her just to make sure that it was on the BEL because that is, as you say, you know, that's, that's the, that's the Bible (laughs) that they're following that day. So if it's not there, it won't happen. And even so, you know, our cake was amazing, but they messed up one of the flavors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was supposed to be marble cake with the gray stuff filling, and they did marble with Bavarian cream, which actually turned out to be my favorite, so I'm happy. Good, <laughs> good. Whew. Yeah, so it was totally fine, but, you know, even so, there will be things that happen, and that's okay. You know, the world is not going to end um, if they change, you know, if there's a little mishap like that. So just enjoy your day. And if you're doing a bar, think of the consumption and remember that you can stock items to it and add a sort of must authorize note to it. So we did that for our Rosa Regal and that was really helpful. And even so, we still even got money back. People drank. (laughs) (laughs) We are, you know, our family loves to have fun and and party and that's also why I knew that we needed to have a DJ and dancing but yeah you know definitely think about that because we even us we got money back also I think think about what's most important to you and just share that with your planner and just let her know that you know you appreciate ways that they can help you save money so it was my planner that suggested well, if you don't really want all those desserts, I think that we could do something. So think about that. Another tip that I have is use your room block coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the great things that we did was that we worked with our room block coordinator to add a club level room at the Grand Floridian. And we got such an amazing rate that we decided to stay there and we decided not to have an official honeymoon but then a Disney moon because the rate was so amazing so I guess my tip would be use your room block as a way to get discounts on upgraded rooms that you have always wanted to stay in but couldn't because they are so expensive we had always wanted to stay club level at the Grand Floridian and have one of those amazing rooms with the amazing high ceilings and just this great view of the theme park and we were able to do that because the rate that we received through the room block was actually pretty affordable (laughs) so use it (laughs) and that's a really great tip because something people don't know is that you don't actually have to add that room type and that resort to your block for your guests to use but your room block coordinator can get you the discount there anyway we actually added certain resorts to our block and didn't tell people about them because we thought we had to do that to get the discount but they can get you the discount anywhere exactly exactly and so we were also able 
to apply our free night to one of those rooms and then just pay the difference. And it turned out to be just super, super special. So another way that Dizzy Magic just came on board. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, so our amazing photographers, um, Nate and Jency, have put us up on their blog and roof photography. And I can't say, I can't say enough about them. I love our photos. They're really, you know, I already told them that um, <laughs> every special family event they're coming. So, <laughs> and then also, I'm definitely an active member of the Dispite groups and the amazing. A group of girls on Facebook, and I couldn't really have done my wedding without them. So I'm really active there. And then also our bridal shop, because that was also something really cool. I, I switched my dress last minute, a month and a half before the wedding. I went from a white dress to a pink blush dress. So Brides of America, they have a posting on that whole experience and how they, they went above and beyond. <laughs> That's awesome. And I will also put some pictures in a slideshow in the post for this show on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Awesome. Well, Karen, this has been so helpful for anyone who's planning a wishes event at Walt Disney World or considering California Grill for their reception. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you, Carrie. I had the best time. And, um, you know, thank you for everything. My wedding wouldn't have been half of what it would have been without you. So thanks again. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>